What would you do if your partner mid-sex had to blow their nose? I mean, that's not that personal. Sometimes you it's fart during than sex. The alternative. I was like fine with it. Dripping snot. Yeah. On yeah. Your, you know, like sometimes you fart during sex. One time I drank way too much water, so the only thing you could hear was just like every thrust. It was just like fucking waterbed. So everything's just like jostling around. You're like I was like trying. I've been drinking, so I was like I'm gonna chug water so I won't be hungover in the morning. And then I was just like that's definitely going in as a cold open. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another, once again, incredible episode of The Vile Files. I'm Nick, joined by the household of Allie, Amanda, and Derek. And welcoming back our special correspondent, Natalie Joy, my fiance, to help us uh, break down uh, the reunion, the debacle that was the reunion of A Love is Blind, plus, you know, whatever topics we have to talk about before we get to the meat of our episode, which is Micah. What is Micah's last name? It's like Lucia yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, it feels French. How does she pronounce it? Lucier. 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 Melcier. Lucier. Everyone in Champagne. Lucier. 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 Micah is with us, trying to, you know, pick up. The slack, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, we appreciate you <laughs> sure, all who, uh, who enjoyed the, the Marshall Glaze interview. If you haven't listened to it, uh, it's, a, it's a great one. It's a doozy. And again, we have, we have Micah here to you know, give us a little more insight in her relationship with Paul, uh, her reasoning behind having him go first, you know, them dating after the show, things like that. Fill in some gaps for sure. Fill in, fill in some gaps. But before we get to that, do we have any, before we get to leave in the Love is Blind debacle reunion? Yeah, I would love to know your take on the whole Tom Sandoval, Raquel, Miraval fiasco. Break it down for me because I am not fully aware of what's going on. Yeah. I know that Raquel has claimed to go on to a mental health facility. We don't know what that means because, you know, a nice trip to, Cancun could be a voluntary a mental, health mental health facility. Yeah, I could volunteer to take care of my mental health and and go on a beach. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is more of a formal thing. But then Tom went somewhere. I was confused about that. Yeah. So it's kind of two separate things. One is that Raquel said she was going to a mental health facility. And then Peter, friend of show, Peter, <laughs> friend of show. commented saying <laughs> best friend of show, <laughs> bestie of show, uh, commented saying she's at a spa on Instagram. So and now it's resurfacing that it might be Miraval, which is this really comprehensive wellness facility. They have a lot going on. It's a if hotel. you, you go is, there, like, is is it a hotel? Well, when you go on their website, they have everything from beekeepers to tarot card readers to artists to chef is one of the things they advertise. So it's definitely like an all inclusive resort kind of thing. Like a Soho house kind of excursion, you know, for it's the creative. For the rich. Yeah, like sort of as like a getaway. But there is also some talk about like ways that they do kind of like more like spiritual trauma 
therapy. So they definitely address mental health, but not the way it might be addressed With in a more le- more traditional or legitimate inpatient treatment center that a lot of people would kind of assume when you say mental health facility. So it's like a good time. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like indulgent LA people. Like, you know, it's like... So Tom went there. So separate of that, Tom goes to this resort and there's kind of some rumors flying around that he's there. This resort then posts on their Instagram a photo of their bar with a caption, you know, it's our time. These are the best days of our life, which is. These are the best days of our lives. It's a lyric from their opening song. I'm already a little confused. Why does this wellness center have alcohol isn't that like something shouldn't we all be sober and like figuring out yeah i think yet another point where i don't know many mental health facilities that have alcohol but i think it really is trying to be a a mental health facility facility. like i think it's a spa retreat mental health facility because like taking care of one's mental health could mean a variety of different things to a variety of different people i think it's a bullshit term that they're co-opting and they do i think they're just trying to have as much business as possible because i imagine it's so expensive so they're like we got to get the people who are in here to like get fucked up and do some archery and also the people who are detoxing a horse with a margarita (laughs) My mental health is solved. (laughs) So Tom Sandoval was pretty pissed about this post to their Instagram, uh, essentially confirming that he was there as he saw it. It was a bit cryptic. I mean, they didn't take a picture of him or a video of him. They posted a picture of their bar with a caption that included lyrics from the Vanderpump theme song. Yes. He didn't go. This, As we've confirmed... With our own investigative reporting, this is not some sort of like hospital. No, this HIPAA's is not applying here. This is a hotel that posted a picture of their bar and a lyric from the caption. I'm just saying. Also, he's bringing more attention to it by literally screenshotting well, that, it. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. it's just like you know, every time we do one of these amazing interviews that we have, like for example with Michael, like when we had Shane on the show and before i even woke up natalie had posted what looked exactly like this like a note you know kind of a black screen and natalie you know shane's ex not natalie my fiance posted how like there are so many lies and un you know that sean that shane was full of shit and i was just like oh my god thank you natalie for like (laughs) promoting this episode like it she blew it up you know and i'm just like this hotel that who got only this tarot car reading hotel posted a picture of their <laughs> that bar. That should be on their website. And, and Tom decides hotel. to go lecture them. Yeah. Of all the people to lecture anyone right now, Tom outs himself. He tags them too. Yeah. Yes. This hotel must be thrilled. He's trying to put them on blast and he is giving them so much free publicity. Like, what? Like, come on. He said, I'm beyond disappointed and Miraval Resorts at Miraval, Arizona, <laughs> tagging both. Let's make sure. At their decision to get a double post refund. their Instagram account this weekend, alluding to me staying there this week. They claim to be a refuge for wellness and betterment, but that is obviously false. They'd rather <laughs> feed into negativity and into the negativity and spectacle that has engulfed my life in a continuous effort to be healthy and work on myself. I planned a trip to go there completely alone to try to find some peace. Maribel, I planned to go alone and then Raquel showed up at my door. Yeah. Amazing point. Maribel clearly isn't the place for that. 
Special shout out to the general manager who refuses to take any responsibility for the actions of his team, even though he considered the post, quote, in poor taste, end quote. Regardless of where you stand in all this, we all deserve the chance to work to be better. Well, wait. So what is he disappointed in? So he's he's saying he's mad at the resort as a whole for the Instagram. No, but the general manager because he didn't fire the person? Yeah. So Tom Sandoval wants this person fired? Or, or he says, refuse to take yeah. responsibility for the actions of his team. It, Tom did not write that. No, I actually think he wrote that. You think those are his words? Because it's so fucking self-indulgent and like completely unself-aware to like, first of all, I'm so disappointed. I just don't think Tom Sandoval is like in a position to use the words, I'm so disappointed in literally anyone right now. I don't know. He's being like a caraval. Like he's literally doing a version of Karening where he's like, I'm so angry. You can tell the quote, it's in poor taste, came from him pestering a general manager on the phone for hours and hours until <laughs> this general manager was finally like, I hear where you're coming from and I see how this could be perceived as in poor taste. And he's like trying to weaponize it and be like, I've also, got you, sucker. And it's like, the post is care. down. What else does he want? What other action is there to take? They removed the post. Maybe he wants a free stay. Maybe he wants to get caught. Does he really want this person fired? I mean, he doesn't have enough money to have an apartment or move out of the house. So, yeah, he probably just wants. I think he wants a scapegoat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, just, it definitely it is, is a little hard. slimy on the resort. I'm not, totally. saying, I'm not saying it was smart of them. And, yeah, it was probably some, like, 25-year-old, like, in you know, social media manager who is a big Vanderpump fan who thought it was a little clever. But, again... They do like they didn't post about him and they didn't really say he was there. It just it it'd just, be like if you guys went somewhere and they like posted a random stock image and the caption was, will you accept this rose or something? Yeah. And I would have probably rolled my eyes for sure. I wouldn't have gone on my Instagram and posted like a lecture about decency and etiquette. I just like he was caught at TMZ the other day, you know, giving an interview. And he basically went on and on about how people, specifically his like castmates, like perpetuating the story all while he's giving an interview. And like he doesn't have to give an interview to this guy. He could just say, hey, sorry, I'm really I'm running late and just I don't really have anything to say and just repeat that over and over. But no, he gives like a five minute interview, which perpetuates the story. This perpetuates the story. Mm -hmm. Literally. It gives us something to talk about. Like if Tom just stopped doing Tom things, the story would die. He he's the one who did the Howie Mandel interview. Also, thank you. But like, you're not laying low, my guy. No, yeah. My if guy. he just like kept his head down, he's and... going to Coachella with a name tag on. <laughs> T Sandy, <laughs> yeah. T. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's like he wants no one to talk about him, but he's also simultaneously like upset with Ariana for what, even wanting to quit the show because she's selfish. But like, it's just like at every turn, it's just, he makes it more and more clear that he just can't see a world past how like he's the main character in it. And I feel like that's one of the like messed up contradictions of the internet of because people are trying to quote, hold him accountable, but are flooding him with all of this like disapproval, hate, Etc. he then is probably more able to cast himself as a victim. Yeah. And like not every everybody does that. Like, for example, Raquel posted a more serious statement. We've had people who have actually, I think, taken time to, quote, do the work, lay low, etc. But I think that's the danger of like when people are saying like 
trigger warning, like you should kill yourself and stuff like that in your DMs, like that person is so clearly wrong. Sure. And so you're giving him ammunition to avoid holding himself accountable and just having to look himself in the mirror. You're giving him another scapegoat and another person to blame. But he takes the bait. He always takes the bait. Of course he does. Yeah. It's never his fault. Just because someone made it a public matter doesn't mean that you also have to make it a public matter. Let's say like you see this post, people show up to this resort and they're like, we want to see Tom. Then you could go up and be like, don't post on IG and just be like, hey, this is really messed up. This post is doing this. But instead, instantly going to IG only just fuels the fire. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Now we're talking about it. You know how much business Mariel uh, uh, Arizona Resort and Spa is going to get? I'm curious about this. I'm place. like, I would go. There's one in Massachusetts. Sounds <laughs> they do sound baths. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. They got a bar. Anyway, so let's go. Yeah. Right, let's, you know what else was wild? What? The Love is Blind yes, reunion. Dear God. Oh, oh my God. What a, what, a, what a debacle. Twitter was, I mean, the live tweets coming in as it got later and later and later that was a community out there i mean oh, yeah. other than whatever we we kind of talked about how it was obviously late i mean you know we'll see what happens you know it's interesting i'm i don't think they'll ever do a live show again i saw andy cohen do an interview in response to the whole live element that was the reunion and he was like there's a reason why we don't do live reunions at bravo because, you know, he's like, there's a lot of like to shift through before we get to the meat, so to speak, which is, it's true. I mean, even, you know, sometimes when we do interviews, you, you know, guests will take a while to warm up, so to speak, before you, you know, you realize then they kind of get comfortable and they start sharing, you know, but like with all these people, there's so many topics. Andy was just like, we'll spend 45 minutes to an hour on a topic and every once in a while, like, you know, something will come up that we didn't even expect. And that becomes like a real focal point or a highlight of the reunion, but you really have to kind of massage things and work to get it right. And with a, with a live, you, you can't do that because you can't have a three or four hour episode. Like the idea of a live seemed really cool. I was excited about it because it was more like, who's going to say some crazy shit and then have Netflix not be able to edit it out? Like what you got was more references to productions and behind the scenes, like cast were able to kind of blame production a little bit. And, and they were, were not able to do anything about it because it was still taped for live, essentially, even though it wasn't watched as live. But other than that, it was just a giant mess. And people are really mad at Vanessa Lachey. They're very mad. And there is actually a petition on change.org that is entitled Remove Nick and Vanessa Lachey as Hosts of Love is Blind. And as of right now, 22,044 people have signed it. And at 25,000 signatures... This petition becomes one of the top signed on change.org. Can I humbly really? request any person who signed that petition also sign another petition that aligns with your values? I'm not going to tell you which one to sign, but like maybe one that's a little more meaningful, like just in addition to. I love that it's .org and not .com. It's like official. this is more. official. We're already up to 22201. Like exactly. Um, yeah. Like an NPR. Like they're not there for the money. They're there for real change. Legitimate real change. Yeah. And yeah. this is real change. What did you make of her questioning or lack thereof at the reunion? Well, I, I didn't get to watch the reunion until later because some people, it's like, you know, some people got to watch part of it live. And it then, was like a Ticketmaster situation with Taylor Swift. It, 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 it was literally like, was giving PTSD. So <laughs> we had heard a lot of feedback when we sat down and watched it that people were upset with Vanessa. You know, I don't know. Like when we first started watching it, I remember thinking, you know, because you know, as someone who like hosts this show, it's easy to be critical uh, of people and these types of situations. Hosting a live event of a living in is very hard. There's a lot of moving pieces, and so 
I kind of watch it with that lens, trying to kind of give someone the benefit of the doubt. And I thought the first like 20 so minutes, I, my first reaction was like, she's not that bad. Like I thought people were being a little hard on her. And then it just kind of fell off the rails. Yeah. For me, it was the, uh-huh. <laughs> that was where she I lost just, it. Yeah, it. she really, it was more of a performance on her part. I mean, yeah. and then she's an actor by trade. So maybe there's a little bit of that. But I, I think if nothing else, it just goes to show you that like, it it takes uh, some chops and some uh, a skill set to, to 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 conduct these types of interviews, and not just anyone can do it. I think she also just made it like so much about herself, and like anytime someone would talk about what they did, she'd be like, "Oh, well, if you did that, like I don't think I would be able to." So we don't yeah. care, they we don't care if you would be mad at Nick Lachey, like yeah. Yeah, it was just it just became more and more about her and and kind of just cringy and then, you know, some of her just her reaction shots. And then she was just like bizarrely she was bizarrely taking sides. Mm-hmm. Like when she yeah. interviewed Jackie, you know, where even it's like even Jackie was trying to sound like Jackie was clearly trying to demonstrate some humility about around the whole Marshall of it all mm-hmm. and and she was trying to even sound almost empathetic. I forgot what she said. And then Vanessa like chimes in. She's like, well, I know why you don't like you guys broke up because you have that man right there. Yeah. It's just like, well, <laughs> like that's what? not, it's not what we like. Look, let, let her speak. Let her, let her address what we got to watch the, you know, the whole season. It wasn't the Josh and Jackie show. It was the Jackie and Marshall show. Mm-hmm. Netflix, your, you know, I guess employer, I suppose. I, I don't know who actually signs her checks, but. That's the story they chose to tell. And like she just kind of had her own version of the narrative uh, that she wanted to, to talk about. Which she was it just behaving- kind of, it was just a little weird. Yeah, she was behaving like a cast member. Yes. Like she was attacking people. She was going at it. And it's like, yeah. you're supposed to be above the fray. And like you lose your sense of authority and legitimacy when you're getting so heated. And to give her benefit of the doubt, I'm sure it was unbelievably stressful when the live thing was happening. Like I bet that was the biggest clusterfuck. I bet everyone's like cortisol was through the roof. Yeah. So. That was that probably maybe not in her best headspace, but still kind of uh, what the job is asking of you to go through insane conditions and still hold down the fort. And it just feel like she she lost the fort. Yeah, there was no fort. And then the the kid thing got weirder and weirder. Yeah, I just like even can we stop asking that question? I think she's done that every reunion, though. It's like, do like, like I remember her doing that last season. Too. You know, like you know, we're a relationship podcast, so every once in a while it will come up, and I'm always you know, it's just like, hey. It, is kids something you're interested in having? And then there's a yes or a no. And if there's a yes, then maybe there's some conversations. But she didn't even, it was always like, when are you having kids? Yeah. Yeah. Or you should have kids. Are you going to have kids? Who's going to be the first one to have kids? It feels like the second you get engaged, then everyone who sees you is when's the wedding. And then the second the wedding happens, everyone just jumps straight when's to When's the mother? Well, yeah, it's like, I will let you know if there's something to know. I think it was. Stop w- asking. There was a point at the end where she, who did she ask? I forgot. But like it. It seemed fine then, but it was just because she had brought it up so many times. I mean, again, it, it is love is blind. They are trying to have these relationships. Um, I'm sure the love is blind family would love to see a baby born from, you know, the, the love that has spawned from their show. Just Do we like, know who Bartice's baby mom is? Yeah, what's up with there that too, by mystery. the way? Because like that kid is rather old. The kid was born in December. And he was filming... Perfect match last spring. So, do we know who the baby mom is? Yeah, her name is out there, but 
Yeah, she's 25. She currently resides in Texas. Her social media her social media accounts are private. Okay. So she's just like some She's just a normie. A civilian. The normie. Yeah. Who, okay. Who Batiste was clearly fucking before he went on Perfect Match. Right? Yeah. Or very close around that time. I don't know exactly when they filmed, but it was March or April. I think he was daddy when he was filming Perfect Match. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh no. Right? Uh-oh. That might be the last time we ever see Batiste on, on Netflix. Yeah, he might take a hiatus yeah, for fatherhood. Yeah, yeah I, think Hopefully. He, I think he might be done. God willing. I yeah. think for, it's, the best, it's the best thing for everyone. I don't think he should go on another show now that he is appropriated. Um, in terms of who took the biggest L for the reunion, I think it was probably Vanessa yes. Lachey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bliss changed nailed it. Bliss, Bliss was, was what Zenith was trying to be. I think who took the oh, second biggest yeah. L was Zach. Yeah, not him calling out his Instagram. I just, yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm a Zach fan. Love, love Zach. And this might be a hot take. I know some of you might disagree because it, it seems like, listen, like the fan base, it's just like, I know as reality TV, once you like, like someone, you've decided that like you hitch your wagon to them and no matter what they do, you know, you want to have their back and no matter what someone you hate does, you want them to just keep be roasted. But like, Listen, like whatever you think about Irina, like she came out and delivered a pretty rock solid apology. She did more than Jackie and Josh. Yeah. And this was, you know, she she already released a statement on Instagram. And, you know, we've talked about that. And, you know, and you had people in the audience laughing when yeah, she started when she crying tried to collect herself. And I'm just thinking, like, these are the same people who are accusing her of being a mean girl and being a bully and and. You know, and they're laughing at her because, you know, she's crying, you know, and I'm assuming people are laughing because they assume it's fake. Listen, like what she did was wrong. Her behavior on the show was inappropriate, but I I can assure you she's gone through it and and taking a beating on social media as a result. And I I don't think that her tears and her sadness over it are, are false. Either way, she delivered a solid apology. And I don't know if she means it. I don't know anything about her. I don't know if she's going to follow through with this apology. I just don't understand. Like, for here's my why here's why I thought Zach took the biggest L. Because Irina comes out, gives this apology. And Zach's like, basically like, thanks for sharing. Uh, by the way, I still think you suck. And, and you, you came were, on for fame. You came on for fame. You, you were so much worse. But like, hey, I don't want anyone to beat up on her anymore. But although, by the way, I do have receipts. Go check out my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a little much. Fine. If he wanted to just kind of get it out because he, it was the first time talking to Irina, fine. But then fast forward towards the end of the reunion when it was the Micah and Paul show. And again, like whatever you want to say about Micah, she has also addressed her behavior she seems to have taken accountability. She's not defending the actions. You know, we get into a little bit with her in the episode a little bit more. Again, like you ask the questions, you let them answer, like, you know, you move on. But then he goes after Micah and he says to Micah, hey, listen, Paul apologized, you know, and all you're doing is trying to punish him after he apologized. He basically blood. called out Micah for doing the same thing that he did to Irina. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on, Zach. All, 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 I just wanted Zach to just be happy with Briss. He could have just said to uh, Irina, hey, thank you for apologizing. I hope you mean it, which could have been a little bit of like, 
I don't know it's if a I little, re- it's a bit of shade, yeah, but he, it's in a classy he, way. He could have thrown a little bit of shade by saying, I hope you mean it. I've moved on and I wish you nothing but the best. Like that's all he had to do. Cause bliss said, it's hard to see someone you love so much be treated so poorly. And I hope you grow to Irina. And I thought that was perfect. perfect. Mm-hmm. It was like akin to Gwyneth Paltrow's. I wish you well. Yeah. Like it was like period. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dignified. It gets the point across. Like it is powerful. But it was, so, it was so unnecessary of Zach. he, he, he crushed the whole season. He's happily married. Mm-hmm. He seems like he has this nice relationship. He's able to tell how like he's like besties with Bliss's dad. And then he just kind of lowered himself to Irina's level by, you know, trying to kick her while she's down, all while telling the audience not to kick her while she's down. He's like, give her a hand up while he's kicking her. Yeah, but you, know, you di- I have proof that you came here for fame. Go ch- check out my Instagram. It's like, Ugh. what did you guys think about his tie choice? Little too matchy remember. matchy. Remember, yeah. Oh, the like purple tie because she was wearing a purple dress. I was like, do we like? Is <laughs> like it they too all much? Do that. But uh, but I feel like uh, you know Kwame. We have our doubts about him, but he and Chelsea coordinated. They weren't matchy matchy. I felt like they went together well. Mm. And with with Zach's tie, I was like, I we gotta help him out. To that. We gotta help him out. It was giving prom. Speaking of Kwame uh, and Chelsea, I mean, I was gonna ask because. We were very much not seeing the love story on this show. Did that the reunion change your mind? I mean, listen, at some point, you just got to have to take them at their word. Yeah. It's been a year. I do believe their love because I think his apology uh, about the whole Micah situation felt very genuine. His apology to her, his apology to her family, and then like to all of, of the viewers who took that as... I'm not being loyal to uh, Chelsea. Listen, I think it's been a year since all of this has happened. And I think they looked equally as strong as Brett and Tiffany. And also the way it was revealed that Brett lives in Portland and it was not at all yeah. kind of viewed as like this obstacle or hurdle that him and Tiffany had to overcome. They had this perfect fairy tale story. It didn't even come up. Yeah. So for me, that was a real indication of like, oh, wow, they really kind of curated the narrative on this one. Mm-hmm. I liked Kwame's apology to the family and all those things. But when he, when it became up between the whole breakup of who broke up with who first, oh, uh, yeah. Then Kwame started losing me again. I thought actually Micah handled that well, where she kind of paused and said, I don't remember it that way, but ultimately it doesn't matter. She was, it was, she was very focused on taking the high road, even though, listen, what we saw on tape was that Micah clearly broke up with Kwame, right? I mean, he was coming in to propose to her. To Micah? That was like his first choice. When Micah ended things with him? I don't know. I don't know if there was a he was talking about proposal, but I do remember him being pretty fucking sad about mm-hmm. Micah. And I do think he'd mentioned something about Micah being his top choice. Yeah. And I don't yeah. maybe he it could have like... been earlier in the process and they played it them, but they definitely framed it that way. Yeah. I don't think like Kwame's completely lying that, you know, Chel- you know, like his connection with Chelsea, because I think that's where it is. Like what we saw was I'm obsessed with Micah. Micah breaks up with me. Pivot to Chelsea is like a second option. And I would believe, hey, listen, she wasn't my second option. It was more of kind of a simultaneous thing. And maybe Micah was fading out. But he he went a little too far trying to like sell the point where like he oh, broke he had the up break with up like letter and his Yeah, <laughs> it just seemed a little like he was trying a little too hard in that department. He lost me a little bit there. 
I, listen, I don't know about like Kwame. It's just like you can't blame it all on editing because it was for me, it was all his reaction shots of like what seemed like disdain to every idea that Chelsea had. The only thing I don't get, because he basically said, like, I was a world traveler. I was a nomad. I was never home. And now he's just completely shifted his life. And I'm just wondering, like, why? That's what I want to ask him. And I guess he's going to say, well, because I love this woman so much. But, like, what was it about this relationship other than you met on TV and it's all about love? I'm still not convinced that deep down Kwame hasn't convinced himself that he is in love and that this is a relationship for him. Because I just, I don't see the passion. And I see a guy who had a completely different life. And then that all drastically changed for this life. And I'm just, how is that sustainable? If he is so sad about letting the life he loves so much behind, it just doesn't seem like Chelsea is making him so happy to let it go. And if I'm, I, I hate that we feel this way, but it's also hard for me to wonder why. Netflix would want to make us doubt this relationship so much. Like, what's in it for doing that? Maybe just really needing that storyline of Micah and Kwame went in Mexico and wanting to legitimize it and make it seem like it was still... Well, it still happened. Yeah. What did we make of the Micah and Chelsea, like, behind-the-scenes footage that they, that they aired? Oh my gosh. Where Micah and Chelsea are walking the dog and Micah's like, hey, listen, I just want to address like that was inappropriate of me. It seems like with some of the fan base, like they don't they don't want an apology. It's just like they just want a crucifixion. Like it's like if some of y'all were like watching this in medieval times, you would just be like off with their head. They're throwing stones at them. <laughs> yeah. Until like they like actually executed someone and then you'd be like, well, you know, maybe we're a little too hard at them. You know, You're like why? Where's the grace in this society? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will know. say it was an interesting nugget to learn that Irina messaged Bliss after that Mexico and was bullet. like, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. But at the same time, texting Zach. I wish you nothing but the best. I hope something works yeah. out with you and Bliss. Like yeah, it, listen, it sounds she, a little calculated. She did a shitty thing. Like Irina sucked hard on that show, and she definitely was a mean girl. But I'm willing to, you know, have this very intense experience in public shame that she received be something that makes her go, I don't want to be thought of this way. You know, and I'm really disgusted by my actions and I am embarrassed by what I got to see and humbled by it and, and want to like make change. I don't know. Like I do want to believe that that's possible. Like what is she supposed to do? Imagine Arena is your best friend, your ride or die. Obviously, she's fucked up, but nothing is going to no amount of being shitty to her is going to eliminate the fact that she fucked up. So what do you want her to do going forward? There's nothing for you to say. Like you're going to criticize her no matter what. Yes. It feels like with the internet sometimes. And, uh, yes. And a lot, a lot of us have been mean girls and a lot of us have been assholes or rude and we've all had to apologize for things. I just, you know, again, I think Irina sucked and Micah sucked at times. But like, I think you, you have to take their apology and, and see, if, see if they mean it. I'm curious to know your take on this. I recently have thought about this and it's, I feel like before TikTok, it was really only like major celebrities who were getting trolled or like people, you know, people were saying terrible things under their stuff. And now I feel like so many people's like TikToks go viral, like random stuff will go viral and they have a sense of 
like mean people come after them. Do you think that like because of that, because normal people are getting a sense of like what Kim Kardashian has been through for the last 30 years or whatever, that like people are going to be nicer going forward? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think you're saying more and more people will have experienced a taste of attention and have more empathy towards others going forward? Yeah. No. Maybe. Really? I don't know. I, think I, f- are, I, think I feel are... like it's the people who are so critical and terrible and write mean things under strangers post. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like even people listen to this interview. I don't know what your expectation, you know, like we, we had a great conversation with Micah. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. Some of you are all like, stop fucking talking it to Micah, but like, whatever. We asked her these questions. She answered, you know, uh, it's up for you to decide whether you believe her or not. But yeah, I just know that some people will have decided they don't like Micah. And that's what part of reality TV is for. For all the people who went on, you know, Irina's or Micah's Instagram and wrote anything nasty, how are you any better than what they did? That's, that's what I don't understand. Okay. Brene Brown has the best quote about this. And it's, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion, I am not interested in or open to your feedback. There are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave with their own lives, but will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us trying to dare greatly. Their only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear mongering. If you're criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I'm not interested in your feedback. That's great. Yes. That? Brene yes. Brown. She's the one who I'm like, you have to read her book. Oh. Amanda <laughs> yeah, no. number one. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. And uh, I, I just, I was really disappointed in my man, Zach. Yeah. I think that about does it for, for the reunion. Now, before we get to Micah, we did this interview with Micah on Monday. And then obviously... Since then, Paul got stopped uh, by TMZ at the airport and made some comments about Micah uh, going off to Europe and, and the whole breakup. And so we reached out to Micah post-interview and asked her if she wanted to address Paul's comments about their rendezvous after the altar or after the wedding or whatever you want to call it. And, and Micah, you know, graciously decided to send us uh, her thoughts and we're going to kick off her interview by uh, playing those thoughts. So, so basically, we just ask her to respond to Paul's comments uh, about uh, him accusing her of running off to Europe with another guy and dating someone else right afterwards. And here's what Micah had to say. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's definitely out here making some claims. Um, it's already been made public that he moved on really quickly after our breakup, you know, with someone else in the cast. And that's absolutely within his right. I was never angry about that. I'm not angry about that. And, you know, I went on this Europe trip that he's talking about months after we had broken up. And that's my right too. We're both single people. We both deserve to be happy. We deserve to find our person. Unfortunately, it wasn't each other. And that sucks. It did suck. It still sucks, if I'm being honest. But it is what it is. And it's been a year and I think it's just time to move on. And moving forward, I have no intention of throwing him under the bus. And I hope he gives me the same respect. What do we think? Classy queen. Yeah. She seems like she's trying to take the high road here. You know? And ever since she's been called out for her behavior, she, you know, I think she did a good job of answering our questions. You guys can be the judge of that. Please pop off in the comments. Be kind. 
yeah, you know, be critical, but be kind. There's pro- people write productive comments all the time yeah. that are you geared towards with accountability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. like people can write constructive, negative feedback for sure, or just share a funny opinion. It's just the like blatantly hateful, cynical, like dehumanizing stuff that it crosses the line. She seems to have learned a little bit, and I'm open to seeing. Uh, if that is the case and, and going forward, you know, who am I to I don't know the person, you know, and after speaking with her, you know, she seems like she wants to be thought of as a different type of person rather than the woman that we thought of as a mean girl. So you be the judge going forward. I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, I am a creature of habit. And when it comes to my fitness, I can do the same things over and over and I get bored of working out. It gets a little mundane. Well, if you're looking to mix up your fitness routine, check out Allo Moves. Allo Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform that features yoga practices, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, Allo Yoga. They got something for everyone. They got yoga from yoga to bar, Pilates, cardio to hit classes. It's fun. It's exciting. Also, the relaxing guided meditation is really very relaxing. It's a great way to kind of, you know, you do the workout, then you do the meditation. It's just a great way to start your day, or maybe it's just a great way to unwind from a long day of work. Allo Moves has a ton of fresh content with over 100 new classes added every month. Something I really appreciate about Allo Moves is they have these series. So there's one about doing uh, an inversion or a handstand in yoga. And so it's awesome because I can, I have this goal. I've always really wanted to be able to do that. Um, And with Allo Moves, I can do like just a little session before I go to bed. Like I can just squeeze it in in my days when I have free time. Well, it's not just me that is loving Allo Moves. It's, uh, it was also voted best wellness app of 2022 by InStyle Magazine and Best Yoga App of 2023 by Women's Health. And right now, for a limited time, Allo Moves is offering my listeners a free 30-day trial plus, get this, 50% off an annual membership. So try it free for 30 days, and then if you love it, which you will, you get half off an annual membership. But you can only get it by going to allomoves.com and use our code NICKVIAL in all caps. That's right, that's A L O moves m-o-v-e-s dot com and in all caps n-i-c-k-v-i-a-l-l to get a free 30-day trial plus 50% off an annual membership allomoves.com code nick Vial in all caps drizzly the most convenient way to buy beer wine and spirits with delivery to your doorstep in under 60 minutes that's right it's the number one app for alcohol delivery saving so many parties around this great country because when you run out of your beer, your vodka, your wine, the party doesn't need to stop. That's right. You can keep paying cornhole or bags or you can Pictionary or whatever it is you guys do at your dinner parties or your bachelor parties, wherever you're at. You go ahead. You go to the Drizzly app. They have such a bevy of a variety. Some of your favorite wines or wines you've never heard of that you can try spirits of all kind beers especially if you're like maybe you're someone who likes to try a new craft beer they have tons of great selections and again delivery to your doorstep in under 60 minutes also maybe you're someone who's just like it it's a night in maybe the weather's not great you don't want to go out but you want to crack open a nice bottle of wine for dinner and you forgot to bring it home on the way back from the you know work and you don't want to go back out. No one likes to go back out after you got home from a long day of work and you put on the sweatpants. That's where Drizzly comes in. It's super easy. It's convenient and allows you to really be present, be in the mood, and just have a ton of fun with the people you want to enjoy. So 
To get the number one app for alcohol delivery, just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com, drizzly.com. All right, well, that wraps it for us, uh, breaking down the, the debacle reunion. A couple of housekeeping notes before we get to Micah. Don't forget, we have another episode of Better Date Than Never live tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're talking PDA horror stories, best practices. Confessions. Confessions. Uh, so wild, wild stories. It's a lot of fun. Be sure to check that out. Uh, where people are sharing a bunch of wacky dating stories, sex stories, and we're learning a lot. We have a doctor, Doctor Pierce, in the chats every week, uh, giving her uh, us uh, her medical expertise. Also, don't forget we have an update special dropping tomorrow behind Vile Files Plus. If you checked out or asked Nick on Monday, uh, it's an update uh, from our first caller. The lesbian woman who's in a relationship with a man who didn't know what to do. Well, she has an insane update. If you haven't also listened to that update and you like people's dating stories, go ahead and check out our Ask Nick episodes. They are the flagship of this show. I promise you, you guys are going to love it. Anyways, we have an update that drops tomorrow behind Vile Files Plus. It's a seven-day free trial. Just go to vilefiles.com. It's a couple clicks away. You can listen to the Vile Files Plus the same way you listen to Vile Files. In addition to that, we have our episodes of Better Date Than Never that are, are, that are live, but we tape them and let other people listen to them. We have our uh, pop culture, pop extra episodes uh, going over all the uh, most recent pop culture stories we don't get to cover on uh, our regular episodes, plus that and much, much more. So check that all out. And once again, if you haven't checked out the Marshall episode, go ahead and do that. All right, let's uh, get to the Micah episode. Micah, welcome. Hi, thank you. How is your heart? Um, my heart's okay. It's on the mend at this point. It's on the um, mend. I think, you know, it, it had a little recracking after seeing the finale, but we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh what uh well let's I guess let's get right into the finale. It seems like there were some a lot of tough moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I mean going into the wedding, where would, what would you say your confidence level was that you would leave a married woman? Yeah. I mean, my confidence is in the dirt at that point in so many different ways. Like I pretty much spent the entire day of my wedding crying. Um, I think that kind of equates to why I look like I'd been dragged through a bush by the end of it. (laughs) Okay. Um, the whole morning you were crying. Yeah. I just felt like shit. Honestly, I felt like I was walking up to the end of my relationship. What made you feel that though? Because it was, yeah you know, watching it, it, we didn't see that. No. What was it about that, that, yeah. you know, for someone who was crying all morning and we've all been there, right? We've been there yeah. in relationships where you just like something in your gut telling you something's mm-hmm. off. Like yeah. what was, what was it for you that made you feel like this isn't going to go the way I hoped? In the days leading up to the wedding, there was like no reassurance at all. Um, on Paul's end, he was like really back and forth. And I feel like if you're kind of back and forth on a relationship or a marriage, it's like, it's probably going to be a no. And we just had so many conversations about, you know, is this right? Like, are we going to do it? And I never got reassurance from him. That was something we struggled for our whole relationship. He never was able to like tell me like, or, or, or show me or tell me that he like loved me or wanted to be with me. I know and it was, it was no different there. So I was just bummed and there's so much pressure you know, from production and, and to have this decision made at the altar. 
there's just there's just so many emotions and it did not feel good. How many conversations did you have with Paul about the possibility of it's like, hey, we could get married, but what if we just dated? Like, I know yeah. it's love is blind. Obviously, we know how the show works and obviously mm-hmm. the pressures, whether it's outside pressures from the fan base or the show itself, you got family there, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But what conversations, if any, did you guys have around that idea? Or was that really something that because the show works the way it is, it's not really necessarily something that's on the table to discuss? Yeah, I think just the way the show set up, it really feels like marry or bust. Like, you know, you you don't feel like that's an option, but it was something that was kind of scooted over. Like, what if we just dated? I even remember in Mexico, like one of the first conversations like Paul and I had once we cameras were gone and we were like in the room together, he was like, uh, are we actually going to get married? And I was like, oh, where are we not? I guess not. Uh, I don't know. I just think that he probably understood that it was just too quick for him from the beginning which I do understand I think it was too quick but I think as the momentum led up to the wedding I think it kind of both had us feeling some type of way like oh my god like maybe we should do this I mean we were so in love I think the logic was just never really behind it okay uh but for you after you got a you got to Mexico you were were you kind of committed to if this works out I'm gonna get married I was really open I think you know, coming on the show, I wasn't like, if I don't get married, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people had that mindset. Like, "Ah, I got to find someone. I got to leave here married. I was like, you know, this is a great experience. If I fall in love, if I want to get married, I'll do it. And if I don't, I won't. But, you know, throughout the experience, I fell so in love with Paul that, you know, I was willing to like take the leap. Gotcha. What did you love about Paul in your relationship? Because to be honest, (laughs) I, I had a hard time seeing the love on on camera. I think everyone had a hard time you got, seeing the you, love on you camera. Got, you guys looked like a couple of pals. You seem like there's a lot of respect. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, a lot of admiration. Yeah. You, know, you thought each other were nice. Yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if I saw a couple of pats on the head, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see the passion. But maybe to your point, maybe that's just nerves. Yeah. Or it kind of sucks. Help us understand yeah. the relationship. It sucks seeing it like that. I think Paul Paul and I both just kind of, we weren't the most keen on like filming. We weren't like, oh yeah, let's go put on a big show. Like time to kiss. Like, let's make out. Like it was really hard for us to show that on the camera. Like mm. we actually struggled with that a lot. I remember even like in the cenote, like when we like jumped in and stuff, like from the back, our producers was like, all right, can you guys kiss or something? Like, can we do get something here? And we were just like, can you look in love? Yeah. yeah. And it was just hard for us because we genuinely, we really were, we really were in love, but we just, we kind of had a hard time like showing it in front of cameras. I would say the best of Paul and I was when we were alone. Interesting. Uh, what was your very first reaction seeing Paul? Seeing Paul, I was, I think Paul's obviously hot. I mean, I think he's the hottest guy on the show, in my opinion. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think he's hot. Yeah. He's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's, I think he's really cute. But when I first saw him, I you have like an image in your head. Like we never talked about what each other yeah, looked what like. What did you think he looked like? <laughs> I don't know. Like what was like big? <laughs> I was like, you thought he was taller. Where's the rest bigger. of him? I know. <laughs> How tall is he? <laughs> no, he's tall. He's like I think he's like six one, maybe is he? six foot. You told me he was six two in the pods. I was like, I think mm, you're missing a few inches. That guy is he not inflated six that two. a little bit. There's All no guys way. do. Guy All height guys and do. girl height but, is very well, different. Usually, if you're six two, which I am, you you don't 
need to lie. And yeah. if I if a guy yeah. says he's six two, I I generally believe him. I even believe six one. When I don't I hear, believe six foot. When I hear six foot, I have question marks. Bullshit. Me too, me yeah. too. And 5'11 fi- is 5'10, 100%. Yeah. Six oh, at least. foot is 5'10, 5'11, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah, no. That, that Do you was, think he's 6'1? I, I don't know, maybe like six foot. I remember in the pods, Kwame told me he was like 6'1. And I was like, when I saw him, I was like, wait a, wait a minute. Like, what's happening These here? Motherfuckers? I think everyone was just saying that. And I remember the guys Are you were allowed like, to like, Tell yeah, people. how does that work? Yeah, you stuff tell, about you physically? Like physically. Yeah, you're allowed to. I they'll just they'll just make you look superficial. Most yeah, likely, right? Yeah, I I think a lot of people would like compare themselves to, like celebrity lookalikes or something to like try to say what they look like. Oh. And I was like, I'm not going down that road. That's the last thing that <laughs> what I are need. Some of the celebrity uh, lookalikes that people threw out there. They oh, Megan Fox. Oh yeah, Megan Fox. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Now, was that was that Irina's comparison or did someone else? I think Irina was like, I've gotten that before that I, I've been told I look like Megan Fox or something. I don't think she was trying to compare herself. Like, I'm as hot as Megan Fox, but it definitely came off like that. I was like, I would never say that. <laughs> you're not myself. setting yourself up for success. It's Irina. an automatic like L because yeah. then you're being compared next to that person. It's like, okay, we don't look like Megan Fox. She's got Fox. brown hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyways, what, are, what were some of the other celebrity comparisons thrown out there? Um, Brett got... Jason Derulo, I think. I can actually see mm. that. I can see that I one can for see sure. That. Yeah. I think someone said Marshall looked like Will Smith, I think. <laughs> I saw a TikTok of the two of them outside of Brett's wedding and someone had captioned it along yeah, this I, line of like mm-hmm. Jason Derulo and Will Smith having yeah. a heart. But, but Marshall didn't. We don't we have no evidence that Marshall was in the pod uh, saying I, I don't think like, either of them were in the okay. pod saying that. I think it was the other guys kind of talking. I know Paul was saying that he looked like I forgot that guy's name. The star of the show, you. Okay. Pen, oh, pen. yeah, from Gossip Girl. Pen, pen, pen Bradley. Pen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen, bag. Ba- pen, yeah. Badly. Pen, pen, Bagley. Is yeah. it Pen Bagley? Okay. Which I kind of see. I think his demeanor is more like him. After me. <laughs> oh God, yeah. yeah. I think his demeanor aligned more with him more than his looks, but I guess I can kind of <laughs> see it. Yeah. I, I can see a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. If someone had asked you point blank, like, who do you look like? Who is your celebrity look like? That's literally a question I would never answer. Like, I don't know. But here, in the company of friends. In the company of friends. Honestly, I've never been told I look like anyone. I think one time someone, I was like in Hawaii and someone's like, oh, you look like that girl from Blue Crush. But I don't oh. even know who that is. You're smart. You're not taking the bait. <laughs> Kate Bosworth? Is that who? Oh, God, to... I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I've seen in the face. Kate Maybe Bosworth. on a good day. So you thought Paul might have been bigger and taller. Yeah, I, I think it was just the it was just the comparison. It was what I had in my head for seeing him. And then when you you guys, you know, hug and you kiss and you say I love you and then you leave. When's the next time you see one another? You don't see them until you're literally walking into the resort in Mexico. Wild. Yeah. You don't even take a flight together. No, no. I don't want you talking. No, okay, I, no. you know, I was, you have nothing. You don't even have like a magazine, no phone, just staring out the window. So one thing they don't really talk a lot about on the show, they talk about it a little, but they really don't get into the weeds, is like how, like, sex. Fooling around, you've met a stranger, you're engaged to a stranger, you've had all these conversations, but like, you know, some people, it seemed like they were hooking up right away. Some yeah. people, like, what were the conversations that you and Paul had around getting physical and <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. because uh i'm assuming those are important conversations mm-hmm. that you have to have there's a lot of you know, potential expectations there's a lot of chances for both people to just not be on the same yeah. page so it's important to have these conversations 
how did you guys approach that topic? Yeah, we were really honest with each other. Honestly, we were honest with each other. We weren't really honest with everyone else. We're fibbing. Yeah, we were hooking up, but we didn't want to. <laughs> I was just like, my mom's going to be one? watching this show. I think day two. Day two. Okay. Or yeah, day two or day three. I, I, we hooked up for the first time before the pool party. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I was watching back and it shows like Chelsea's like, yeah, I was getting wrecked. And I was like, oh, me and Paul haven't. It's like my hair is like out to here. I'm like, <laughs> we had just hooked up for the first time. I was like, I just didn't want my parents. At this point, it's like so much is out there. I don't even care anymore. But like my idea was like, oh, I want to be like, Ooh. At first, yeah, yeah, you're pretty self-conscious. Yeah. Speaking of the pool party, Kwame, you and Kwame. What's, yeah. Like, what was up with that? What is up with mm -hmm. that? Yeah. I, I still, just my humble opinion. I know they went to the union and they told everyone they're all in love. I don't fucking buy it. I don't see if I if I didn't see anything between you and Paul, I definitely didn't see anything between Yeah. Well, I mean I saw I mean, certainly Chelsea. Chelsea is in it. She's in it. But Yeah. Kwame looks like he hates her. I don't know. I think they got honestly, I think they got a bad role. I did, I didn't see them that bad in person. They did seem like they were into each other. But it's his reactions to every time she says yeah, something like, you're mine. And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, ah, where's the door? Uh. Yeah, no. But yeah, with you, he seemed to have, and, that, and I think that's the struggle that a lot of people had. Yeah. We, we saw the comparison, the juxtaposition between uh, Kwame and Chelsea and, and Kwame and Micah. Yeah. Did you guys ever resolve? Because, you know, last time yeah. uh, Kwame talked about you, he said he would always have a, you would always have a special place in his heart. Yeah. Um. God, yeah. I don't know. The pool party, for all, I was so intoxicated. Kwame could have been Paul. Like, I didn't know who was who at this point. <laughs> like, but on was everyone? Because it seemed like everyone was just like, Paul was talking to Irina, like, yeah, right in front of you. Lost. Yeah, like, everyone was like, with their own person, like, what's going on? No. Yeah. I just love his blinds. He's like, honestly, I don't know what they look like. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Paul? Like, no, I don't know. It was a, it was a disaster. I was definitely really drunk. I think I think it was disrespectful. I think we both disrespected our fiancés. But there's so there's so many feelings. I think I was kind of overcompensating. I felt bad about our breakup. I was under the impression that he was probably still hurt from it, just from, I don't know, the way he was talking, the things he was saying, and how the breakup went. So I, I think I was overcompensating a little bit. I wasn't interested. I get why it looks like I was at 100. I'll own that. It looks like I was like, yeah, like, let's get out of here. Like, but it was just not like that. Okay. We're blaming it on the alcohol. There was no, <laughs> there was no kind of lingering feelings between you and Kwame as far as you're concerned. To be honest, no, there wasn't. Okay. All right. Do you believe that Kwame and Chelsea will make it? Would you bet on them? Mm. If your future happiness depended on it. Mine? Yeah. Like, oh, dad, seriously. Like your ability um, to find... Like, do you, what, do you, what do you want for yourself? And Like, do you want to get married? Yeah. Do you want to have kids? Yeah. Okay, so your ability to find a successful marriage and th have the relationship of your dreams is depending on whether you bet on Chelsea and Kwame. Yeah. Would you bet on them? It's hard. To be honest with you, they're a lot more alike than people are seeing okay. in a lot of different ways. A lot of the stuff that people see is like cringe shit that Chelsea does. Kwame's pretty cringe too. And it, they really Kwame do love like each he other. He, I don't think he hates her. I don't think he hates her. I think they actually really care about each other. I think mm -hmm. it looks weird. I think they're they're so different for me. It's hard for me to understand them. Okay. But they're similar to each other. And I think that they have a chance. What would you put their chances? <laughs> oh, my God. 
I'll bet on them. Honestly, I think Chelsea's going to hold on to that thing. She won't let him go. Yeah, <laughs> she'll keep him. And I think he really does love her. I don't know. I don't know how. Oh God, I don't fucking know. <laughs> God help them. But I think <laughs> I think I think they're going to make it. Yeah, somehow. What would be one thing that you think just from an outsider who knows them better than we know them? Yeah. What would be something that you think they could work on to make sure the relationship blossoms? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a fly on that wall. So I don't know what they got going. I think maybe they just need to listen to each other more. Okay. I feel like they're both talking and neither of them are listening sometimes. I feel like it's like, here's my opinion. And someone's like, here's mine. But it's like, it's not coming together sometimes. Or at least that's what it looked like from an outside perspective. Interesting. Okay. Kwame's got to work on the way he rides bulls. Have you guys seen oh that video? Oh my God. That- him yeah. bull riding in the middle of a bar and I the need fact financial that, compensation from that, that literally against so my will yeah like, I, I saw yeah. the video against my will yeah. I it, pushed it in front I've of not, you I apologize what, what is this video oh it is you, you've you never seen someone ride a bull the Cowgirls way Girls Incorporated and, well, like first a downtown of all, Seattle I'm bar this is a mechanical bull yeah, yeah. Like the the guys running the bull are well, just that they're guys, and they have no interest in seeing men on these bulls. And these <laughs> mechanical bulls could like l- whip anyone off in a second. But why and so is when you see a woman go like on, this? they have it go nice and slow. And, <laughs> and when they have a guy go on, they just whip him off in two fucking seconds. He looks like he's doing just fine. It's just it's it's almost like he's taking it too seriously. I feel like he was like, "This well, what is going to be a thirst trap." Yeah, like, he was like, "I'm so fucking hot. Let me thrust on this bull." But the thing that really gets me about this, he's alone he's, he's, in this video. Someone said, "Not Kwame at a bar by himself in Seattle on April 8th. to ride a mechanical bull alone." How do we know he's by himself? We have to trust TikTok, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we got to. What do you internet. expect him to like ride the bull with? Ch- this, this is- <laughs> She's on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This, that, that's just some Kwame bashing right there. <laughs> yeah, that's not an objective. Criticism. Journalism. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> it's Brooklyn's birthday. That's right. The company that brings you some of the greatest sheets, bath towels, robes, duvet covers comforters and that much more they are turning nine years old and to celebrate their birthday they want to give you the customer the the gifts they're giving you the gifts they want to give you 25 percent off their award-winning home essentials that's right i call them the eighth wonder of the world i mean their duvet comforters are so they're all seasons duvet comforter is great because it's not too hot in the summer it keeps you warm in the winter it's incredible that's what we sleep on at, at home it's so wonderful. They're loungewear, incredibly soft, and nothing could be softer on your skin. They really have it all. And the best part is you're not breaking the bank to have the highest quality materials uh, on your bed, on your body, in your home. It's incredible. Your hand towels are insanely soft in a way mm. that I noticed it the first time I went to your house. So if you're hosting a party sooner, you're going to have company mm-hmm. or you just want a little bit of everyday luxury in your life. Get these hand towels, get these bath towels. They elevate the experience so much. You've heard me rave about Brooklinen for so long. And if you haven't tried them yet, now is definitely the time to do so. Uh, And you don't have to take my word for it. Over 100,000 five-star reviews and countings from other customers that they have. That's right. Brooklinen's birthday sale is almost here. Shop 25% off in store at brooklinen.com. Don't miss out. It only happens once a year. Listening after the sale? Well, visit brooklyn.com and sign up for emails to keep you up to date on exclusive offers, new products, and much more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, brooklyn.com. 
rocket money. Hey, people, stop wasting good money. I know we're not we're not all financial planners. We we are not all amazing with our monies. Well, let Rocket Money help you stop wasting money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money does so much. It's amazing how much Rocket Money does for you in helping you negotiate bills, track your expenses. But if all you did was get Rocket Money for their abilities to cancel unwanted subscriptions, that alone is worth getting it. It has saved me literally thousands of dollars a year because I'm really, I mean, I, I try something, I forget it's there, and I'm paying $9.99 a month here, I'm paying $14.95 a month there, and that, that, that stuff adds up. Shavings make a pile. They do. Over 80% of people who have subscriptions they forgot about. And chances are you are one of them. And it's so easy. They literally just, Rocket Money, the app just identifies what apps you're not using and cancels them for you. And over 3 million people have used Rocket Money and it saves the average person up to $720 a year. That's just an average. That's a vacation. Like imagine getting an additional vacation every single year. Imagine just getting a check for $720. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place with automatically categorizing your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Also get alerts if anything looks off, like checking your credit. It's amazing. It's incredible. There is no reason not to try Rocket Money now. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Again, rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. All right, Micah, let's talk about your friendship picker. (laughs) (laughs) Seems a bit off. Yeah. Or we just just not seeing... Mm. You know, because first it started with your friendship with Irina. Mm-hmm. That that got messy. Yeah. Um, I went downhill quick. Yeah. Are you guys still friends? Yeah, we're friends. I mean, we, at first, like I took a massive step back. So I was like, damn, maybe everyone's right about this chick. Like, what's going on? But I think we both kind of displayed that we, you know, immaturities. And I think if I expect people to believe that I can like grow and grow up, it's sure. like I should give her that same respect. That's fair. That's fair. Do you, uh, Zach accused her of being in it for the fame uh, last night. I don't know what Zach was on last night, but it was too much for me. You thought it was too much? She was sitting there trying to apologize. Okay, think it's genuine or not. She's sitting there. She showed up. She's doing her best. And it's just like dig after dig after dig. And then to say someone's not there for the right reasons, like you've plugged your Instagram just in this finale or this reunion four different times. True. Like who's here for fame? Like, you're the one making all these videos, doing all this stuff. She's been on ghost mode for weeks. Yeah, that was a bit sus. That's fair. Sus when he was saying the receipts that I posted on my Instagram. I'm like, okay, so are we dropping your handle or? Yeah, check my story. Like, yeah. 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 I, I don't know if anyone on the show can really make that accusation without having the finger pointed back at them. I mean, it's such a You all are on yeah. a TV show. You're on a TV show. There's other ways to find love. Like, of course, it's an experiment and people are here, you know, maybe it does work. Maybe there's an opportunity here, but you're literally surrounded by cameras. You're you're actively on Instagram post show. I mean, be real with yourself. Maybe it's not why you came, but you're you're making it work. Yeah. So you believe that I, Irina really sees kind of her behavior and and truly sees that as a person that she doesn't want to be. I think she was really hurt by the fact that she hurt people. And I agree with her. I felt the same way. I think there was a lot that was misunderstood and, and not seen. But, such as? 
I mean, there's so much that went on around each scene. Like, sure. for example, the people were really upset that I was laughing at Amber crying. How the hell would I see Amber when she was across the room, two stairs down behind a wall crying? Like, I, I can see through a wall now. Like, sure. I mean, the minute Amber stood up, she walked around the corner. I saw she was crying. and I was like, oh, my God, holy shit. So not that you're necessarily blaming anyone, but you may be pointing out that they could have the ability to show you laughing as a reaction shot to literally anything. To literally anything. And, gotcha. you know, in that moment, maybe I was laughing. It wasn't a place of laughing at her. It was nervous. I was like, did Paul break up with her or am I getting dumped? Like, did he change his mind? I was so nervous. Sure. You know, I was like, oh, God, why is he still in there? You know, what's taking so long? And that's because I went into the room with Kwame and I was like, hey, it's over, you know, and his took so much longer. I was like, oh, my God, what if he changed his mind? You know, I didn't know if Amber was crying or not. She had a whole nother connection that she went to the end with. Mm. I don't know the status of her relationship. But when I saw that she was crying, I immediately felt selfish. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so worried about myself. If this is going to work out for me and I'm not worried about her feelings. You know, when I saw she was crying, I stood up. We hugged for a long time. I told her how sorry I was. And she told me she was happy for me. And she did handle it with a lot of grace. Okay. When you say like, Watching it back, you sort of had this moment of wanting to have change and prove mm -hmm. that you're capable of that. Like, yeah. what was the experience like or like what were the things that you were most critical of yourself where you were like, I can hold myself accountable for yeah. this? And what was the stuff where you were like, I get that everybody thinks it's this way. Yeah. But living it, I know this is just kind of the way that it shook out. 100%. I think what I can take accountability for is being immature and being selfish. I think I was really worried about my journey. I was worried about finding love for me. And I wasn't like actively trying to help anyone else in their journey. I was close with my, my friend, Irina. I was close with the other girls in a very like surface level way. Like we would hang out and have fun. It was good. But I wasn't like, hey, how can I help you? Are you okay? Are you good? I wasn't doing that necessarily to the majority of them. I think in that way, I was selfish. But one thing I did not do was be mean to anyone or bully anyone or laugh in anyone's face. That's something that never happened. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the tap. Let's bring it up. The butt I tap. Know, it was it was discussed last night, but I feel like slap it was, world around the world. Yeah. We need to really break it down. <laughs> I just can't believe it was shown on the reunion. Let's look at this. Okay, there's a smile there by the <laughs> yeah. end. Or by your is that your friend? Yeah, that's that's my friend. Okay. <laughs> now, there's this little thing uh, that you maybe as a woman you may be aware of. Um, I'm sure you've been to a crowded bar before. And as a guy, I have never had another man like touch my waist as he's walking through in a crowded bar. <laughs> Just give me a little pat that every guy fucking seems to do as if like he can't like he's trying to like balance himself <laughs> between the crowd. I don't know, you know, guys, if you're doing that. The women know what you're doing. You're gently caressing our back. You're, you're, your you're, you're groping women unnecessarily. Stop fucking doing it. You, you're not trying to guide yourself through the fucking crowd. That wasn't it, Paul's defense. Paul's defense when asked about this was basically that he mm -hmm. was he basically suggested that he was trying to guide himself or it was more of like, a, oh, sorry, I nudged you on the way out the it's door. It's like a five-foot doorway. There's like plenty yeah, of room. He didn't nudge her. By the time he that didn't he nudge her at all. Her, he's the only thing that the he door. reaches. The only thing yeah. that touched her was a flip, the flick, flick, little flick of a uh -huh. of his hand. <laughs> he's already hand. out of the doorway. You see his hand like come back and like flick yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. well, no, his his, yeah. his excuse was just that 
an excuse. Well, and I also thought it was interesting the way he phrased it, too, because he he pitched it back to Vanessa as the fact that you would say that it's that is absurd. He didn't even come right out and say, no, of course, I would never do that. I yeah. accidentally nudged on the way out. He did do the, it. The way he flipped it is, the, yeah. I don't know, his phrasing so seems sketch. what do you really think about it, Micah? Because I want to know. We're just two best friends hanging out. Two besties, no and I want, microphone. In matching and clothing. I, and I want, <laughs> but the, the, the people need the closure. We, we, we really want to know because that was some bullshit. I think that was bullshit. I think he is guilty as fuck. <laughs> Damn, you guys are kind of hyping me up. I was like, I don't know. Because I mean, I know she didn't have any intentions. So people being like, oh, there's an affair. There's an affair. I don't know if there's an affair, Not but affair. she didn't look like she was upset about it. She didn't look pissed. She, she did was not like, look pissed. <laughs> she like grabs her ass and like kisses her hand. I'm like, what's up? Like, Girl, chill. No, I don't, honestly, I don't think there was bad intentions from her. I don't honestly, if I'm being real, I don't think there was from Paul either. I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a guy. I'm not grabbing people's asses on the way out the door, but. What do you, what do you mean by bad intentions? I don't though? think like, he was I, like what? Trying to get a little like touch on the way out of the bridal suite? I don't, I don't know. know. I could not imagine ever. <laughs> In any capacity, do anything remotely close to that to like Natalie's friends or any girl I was dating. I would like, I wouldn't just, it's a creepy thing guys do. I don't know why they do it. It's just like, it's as if guys hope that at some point, it's like some woman's going to grab them and be like, no, don't leave. Like, stay. Yeah, like, I'm going to let you dip me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll be like, she leaves with him. Where are you going? Bye, Micah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's, I just think it's a, a thing that guys who, who are too nervous to just go up and say hi or actually have some game and like just start touching women's hips or, but that wasn't even her hip. He flipped her, he flicked her ass. I don't, how. Yeah, you, I don't you're, know. You're, you're, you're Paul's lawyer. You're Paul's lawyer. Okay. You describe, defend him. Oh, am I Zach? Sure. <laughs> Immediately yeah. guilty. Yeah. Because um, I just don't see how watching that video that is anything other than Paul being a little creepy and disrespectful. And yeah. as far as your friends like not being upset about it, I, that's a whole. I she think might have not known what was going on. Honestly, all my friends are like two sheets to the wind at that point. So it's like, I don't think anyone knew what was happening. I don't know. Paul's being weird now. Now that you talk about it, I'm starting to get pissed. I'm like, if I'm calling after be, this, I'm like, think you should be pissed. Deal? I think you should be pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of am now, honestly. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but like from hearing from a guy perspective, I'm like, okay. No, I'm telling you from a guy perspective, that was bullshit. All right, I'm about to show up at his hotel room after yeah. this. Um, <laughs> On the topic of friends, like yeah. I, I know there was obviously some criticism about like you and Irina in the pods, but yeah. after when you know, you were introducing Paul to everyone, like can you mm-hmm. shed a little bit of light on that? Because I think yeah. some people, it really rubbed them the wrong way. For that sure. your friends weren't welcoming to him. And so like from your perspective, someone who's there, like how did it go down? Yeah, watching it, I was rubbed the wrong way. I was like, is this what happened? This is not good. Yeah, I'm just saying like, I just yeah. don't think your friends are good friends to you. Yeah, I know, I hear you. There is so much that wasn't shown in that night. I mean, my, I had family friends there too that weren't, you couldn't even see them, but there was like, you know, parents and stuff there. And they, they were asking the hard hitting questions of Paul and he just simply was not delivering. I mean, at one point they were like, what do you love about Micah? And he was like, "Mm, mm." and then it was just like spit out some sort of like long roundabout answer. And I think that's where the response from Shelby came. And it was like, oh, your articulate manner. I think she was frustrated that it wasn't like she didn't feel like it was real or it was coming for the heart. And I think they were just like, just like what's happening. But I mean, also like moving forward on that night, 
it, we were all good by the end of the night. We were all friends. Me, her, and Paul all hung out like through the course of filming. What about her reaction to you crying, running down the altar? Yeah. And despite, listen, I, yeah. I, I can understand being a friend and just saying, hey, deep down, I just don't think this is the best move for her. But like, she, I'm crying. Yeah. You're crying. You're clearly upset. And she is laughing mm -hmm. and being like, I'm glad it happened that way. Yeah. I mean, and I'm glad it happened that way. Like, I would have understood, you know, hey, listen, I didn't like how it happened that way, but I think this is for the best. Right. Like, that would have made sense. But that, you know, have you I had conversations with her before? Yeah. We watched it together, actually. And I was oh, like, boy. yeah, I, I was like, whoa, uh, like, what the hell? Like, you know, I am heartbroken. I think you should probably be chasing after me, not like, like, you know, having a good time in the crowd. But what she said, when she said that, she explained it to me. And I know that what she explained to me was the truth. And she was saying that's exactly how I wanted it to happen because I think she knew that I wanted to say yes. I mean, I was going back and forth throughout like the weeks, but that day I was, I was so hurt because I wanted to say yes to yeah. him. And I think she was scared that I was going to say yes. And then he, because no one knew I was going to flip flip the question on him that wasn't plans it wasn't like this big conspiracy sure. like oh like it's gonna be cool for tv it's like no one knew that was happening and i think she was so scared that paul was gonna say yes because i did or that maybe i was gonna say yes and be embarrassed i think she was literally just happy how it happened after watching it back because when we're watching it paul well you know having i mean i certainly haven't done love is blind but having been in a somewhat similar atmosphere yeah you tend to know before you claim to know the shows, the show, these shows that we've been on love to like, oh, it's like, yeah, as if like we're incapable of making decisions. But yeah, everyone's different. Paul genuinely looked conflicted. He looked confused. Yeah. And so I couldn't help but wonder if you wondered if Paul would have given you a different answer had you not made him go first, because yeah. I could under I could have saw a conflicted guy who's really on the fence, like you were both looking for that mm -hmm. reassurance and that validation. We were, yeah. And, and instead of getting it from you, he got, I need you to go first. Yeah. Did you question that decision and did you kind of regret it at any point, wondering if Paul would have made a different decision had you not made him go first? I think that's a great point. I think there is a chance, yeah. I think he, there's a chance that he would have said yes if I said yes. But I, that's a real marriage. Like, that's a real marriage yeah. on the table. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life being like, this guy even want to marry me? I mean, he, we already had so many issues in talking validation. He, you know, he wasn't able to just like sit down and be like, I love you. I want to marry you. Like, I never heard that once. I never felt that. And so I'm not going to get married to him and then just be like questioning, like wondering the rest of my life with him if, if he wanted to marry me or not, or if he fell back into a corner. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he would have said yes, but for what reason? Okay. I'm still troubled by your friends. Yeah, I'm still stewing on that. Well, you know that I just, they follow each other on Instagram, right? The girl, I, I'm blanking on her name, butt tap girl. Oh, yeah, and he's like liking her bikini pics. Well, yeah, stuff. there's just like, there's some other data points here. Maybe they're not fucking, but like. But enjoying each other's attention. If I had an ex-fiance, I would hope that all my friends are ex and him as well. Yeah. Okay, well, here's devil's advocate a little bit. Fair enough, yeah. Paul and I, up until I saw the finale, were on really good terms. Okay. 
we had actually met up recently. I wouldn't say we were talking about like getting back together, but it was definitely there was a lot. Of, it was like very emotional. Like there was some hand holding. Like it was like definitely oh, there's still kind of feelings here, and you know maybe that's why everyone was still on good terms. They knew that there was still like some feelings in my heart. We weren't like exes that like hated each other. We were some. We were kind of trauma bonded in a way. Like there was still a little bit of lingering friendship even after our breakup. But after the wedding, did you guys date at all? Yeah, we did. You did. Yeah. In Air, like Arizona. And what? Like, yeah. What? Can you explain the whole Arizona, Seattle? <laughs> yeah. Back and forth. For sure. Yeah. Um. So I have a condo in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I always had the availability to come back, and I knew if if Paul and I were to get married, I would have made it work and moved back to Seattle. It's not a big deal. My friends are here. My family's here. It was kind of like a snowbird situation, like wanting to like enjoy the the weather in Arizona. It was never like a deal breaker. Like it made it seem like I was like moved to Arizona, Paul. Or, sure. I don't, whatever. I don't care. I like, just I, I didn't even care about that. I was just yeah. I wanted to understand like what your living situation was. It was like, like logistically. Yeah. It's like Micah just like she's just like by coastal. Like what? <laughs> what is she doing here? What? Just like two random states. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean that was that was kind of. It was just getting out of the gloomy Seattle. I mean, Seattle is super depressing. I love it. It's my hometown. Like, I love it. But during winter, it's kind of hell. All right. So did you guys start dating right afterwards? Like, what were those conversations yeah. that you and Paul had following the end yeah. of, you know, the, the I don't want to marry you? Oh, also, what did you think about the I don't see you as a mother comment? Oh, my God. It honestly sent me into oblivion because I've never heard and he, I've never, we've, he's never talked to me about that at all. So seeing that was so weird and it really hurt. But it's, it's odd because I think back to like we were talking like during the show and I was like, so do you want me back yet? Like kind of being funny, like at the beginning, like because I was like down so horrendous. And I was like, oh, you want me back? Like kidding. And he's like, I just really hope that you don't hate me by the end of this. And I feel like he knew that maybe this was coming or something. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, why? Why would I hate you? Like, I already I know what happened. I was there like we're through it. Yeah. And then I see that and I'm like, damn, like, why twist the knife? You already said no at the altar. And now you're like, oh, yeah, you'd also suck as a mom. And I don't see myself marrying you now or in 10 years. Well, why did you want to date me afterwards? You knew I wanted both those things. Yeah, I honestly, when he said the 10 years part, I had to like rewind and be like, did he just say that? Me too. I, thought, I was like, I thought he, he was about? trying to say something nice at the time. <laughs> no. Like, I thought he was trying to say, like, who knows in 10 years, like different time, like. But he, I went back and reminded him. I was like, no, he was like, not now, not ever. Not. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I was like, like, no, at first I was like, wait, did I hear that right? Like, hold on, like, let me turn the volume up. But yeah, no. And that's just why it's confusing to me. And I think that's another reason why I was so hurt. It's like, because we did try to date. Like the days following the wedding, I was so broken, just like holed up in some hotel in downtown Seattle. Like, where do I go? Like, do I go back to Arizona? And I did go back to Arizona. But the night before I left, he came and we talked and we had a nice night. And it was good to see him again, but we kind of left it open. Like, I, we're not going to just, like, jump back into it. I'm still, like, her. Like, I think he was still feeling like, I don't even know if it's worth it kind of thing, too. And then we kept talking, um, like, over the phone and stuff. And then he said something along the lines of alluding to the fact we were in a relationship. And I was like, with who? Like, me? Because <laughs> I'm not aware of that. The way we were talking and how like sporadic and it just I was like this is not a relationship to me so I didn't know we were in a relationship and he was like no like I want to try I guess and I was like okay like then let's actually try I need more and we did try and it was fine I think the fact that I wasn't in Seattle anymore was hard he visited me 
Yeah, and so you guys did you guys hook up? Well, yeah, of course. I don't know. I yeah, don't no, know. he came and I want to know how me. much you guys tried. You know, how we much tried. you guys really no. dated. Oh, no, we tried. Yeah, we definitely tried. He came and he visited me and he stayed with me. And it was good. Honestly, it was good. But How long did that last for? Not that long, honestly. I think he came and visited me on, I think it was like Memorial Day weekend or, or something. There was some TikTok that went viral saying that I was like walking around the pool of my apartment complex being like, I don't even like him. Like, like okay. And then the next clip is like me and him making out in the pool. It's like just so, I don't know. We definitely tried. And what, how did that end? I think... neither of us were putting in enough effort i think our hearts weren't in it anymore i think like either too much or had happened or maybe we just weren't meant to be but who made the final like who brought up the conversation to say this isn't working i did i just i was not getting enough like i didn't feel chosen or wanted or i didn't feel like he was excited about our future and I felt like I was losing my interest too. So it was just, it was just time to end it. And did you guys pretty much kind of cut ties from that point and just waited to? Yeah, he pretty much told me, he was like, if you end it now, like this will never be a thing again. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. Did you guys reconnect before the airing of the yeah. season? Yeah, I think it was more of like we needed each other to kind of lean on and it kind of brought us back together a bit. But obviously now it's like game over, like not a word spoken. We're not, we're not talking at all. Mm-mm. Did you guys talk at all last night off? off? Uh... No. He called me before the reunion and I was like getting my hair done and I was like, hello. And he wanted to know what you were going to say. That's kind of how he I felt He was getting too. ahead of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. And I think we just, we both just agreed to be honest and, you know, just say how we were feeling then. We were going to have to talk about it. Obviously, I'd rather not have to go on TV to confront my ex, but it's what we signed up for. We had to do it. And I think we we're just like, let's just talk then. But honestly, not, none of it made me feel better. Yeah, I didn't feel, yeah, leaving the reunion, I was like, okay, why am I more pissed? So yeah, we haven't talked since. Because you found out he slapped your friend's ass. <laughs> yeah, I had to see that video again. It's pissing me off. Have you talked to your friend about it? Yeah, she's like, what? She's like, in a million years, I could not have ever thought that I was going to be a part of this whole scandal she's like god what's, what's happening is there anything like now having spoken to paul last night that you kind of thoughts that are now clear to you or like things that like sentiments you wish you could express to him or like kind of what you would want to leave him with in terms of like just articulating yeah. where you're at yeah yeah i mean i guess i'm just confused why we even tried it all after the wedding yeah it just seems like a waste of time i mean if he thought that he could not see himself marry me or couldn't see me as a mother it's like then what are we doing like what were we doing here what was the point you knew i wanted both those things it's like was it just to hang out until he found someone new like what was the deal it's like it just seems like a waste of time and obviously we both had to put an effort it was long distance it wasn't just a thing of convenience like oh you're down the street like let's hang out let's hook up it was like we're trying like from a distance and limiting ourselves to possibly finding someone else what's the point were there ever conversations because there's always a lot of accusations uh, from the internet about, you know, and Zach to Irina doing, <laughs> it for the, doing it for fame. Yeah. What conversations, if any, did you guys have or did you hear any other cast members talk about, you know, the opportunities that this show can bring them and things like that? I feel like everyone is so afraid of being canceled. No one ever talked about anything. Like everyone was just like so tight lipped about everything, all nervous about what was going to come out. I mean, I'm shocked at the accusation that Zach threw, threw at me yesterday being like, the girls here have been saying that you were never interested in getting married to Paul. I'm like, who? Okay, stand up. 
Like, is it, so Zach, Zach is just out there throwing <laughs> yeah. grenades, huh? Yeah. He's feeling like, very lawyer Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was kind of the darling of the season. <laughs> the darling. You know, he got- <laughs> The bell of the ball. <laughs> oh, he, you know, he got a very, you know, I, want, I don't know if it was a favorable edit or not, but he came across quite well. I was a fan of him. I enjoyed him. I mean, I, Irina kind of set him up almost for success just because of how harsh the she contrast. was. Yeah, yeah. How harsh she was on yeah. him. So you, But do you feel like Zach got almost a little too confident um, and came out guns a-blazing at the reunion? I think he was feeling real good. I mean, I think Irina and I both kind of came out like, you know, tail between our legs, like, you know, we're scared. Like we, we, we've been getting killed obviously on social media. Like we're, we're humble. We want, we're owning up to our shit, but we're also trying to like speak our truth. And it's like, I feel like everyone else was just like, Oh my God, I can't wait for the reunion, like big day. And I feel like that's how it came across to me. And honestly, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. With all the, the nonsense that happened with the whole live and it not being live, we're, were you a little bit relieved when you found out that it wasn't going to end up being totally live? Or how, what was your mindset while that was all going on? Because like you get all hyped up and we're about to go live and they're like, just kidding. Like what yeah. was your emotions during that whole fiasco? I don't know. I was like, can we just get this going? Like, I just wanted, I just wanted it to be over. I didn't care. I don't mind it being, I was happy it was live because drag me, do whatever. It's like, I want to see it. I want it to come out now. I want to be done with it. I want to move on. And I also don't want to have to worry about what's actually going to be shown and not shown. I mean, I wish there was more I could talk to, but I mean, there's so many different storylines and, and drama, you know, it's like, I, I don't feel like I had like a, a, a big floor to, to talk. I mean, you have, sure you do. This <laughs> yeah. is a big floor. No. I got like this floor. A, this yeah. is a big floor. Yeah. yeah. And I got this floor. Yeah. What, are there any storylines uh, people love behind the scenes? Because as yeah. you know, like we, not everything gets aired. We all know that's the kind yeah. of golden rule of reality TV. Yeah, I mean, I just want—I wanted to have more time to. I feel like how things were portrayed at the beginning in the the Mean Girl edit and stuff. I feel like it really put a damper on my storyline. I feel like no one was able to kind of see like my journey with Paul and kind of see it as genuine and see just see those things. And I just wish I could have you know owned up to my part in it and kind of cleared the air there while also kind of, like trying to explain like. Things are just not how they look. And while there is things I can learn from it, I can grow, I can be better, I can be less selfish. It's like, you know, things were taken so far out of proportion. I feel like it really just kind of changed the vibe of the show. It's like the show is just about falling in love, not about like the drama and the girls like lounge. I don't know. I think it was just I just wish there was more time to dive into everything, I guess. What, what's if there was one thing that you wish could have been shown that wasn't? I wish that they showed. Paul and I actually falling in love. Like there was nothing. Like, like I, was there a moment that you guys had that you specifically remembered where you're just like, why didn't that make it? I thought like there was a lot of moments. We had such a great date after we like made our rings. Like I set up this date for us to like weld our rings. I was like, this is like some Paul that stuff. That was your idea? Yeah. And I was like, this is like some Paul thing. Like, you know, do's like something that's kind of like his vibe. It does sound like a Paul thing. Kind of I don't even know the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Paul thing. Yeah, no, it was cool. And it was really fun. I was wearing heels and like, they were like, okay, can you get your extensions out of here? Like you're about to catch on fire. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to be here for him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it was just great. And it was a really lovely date. We laughed. We, we had so much fun together. We were always laughing. We were so, our personalities were so aligned, which is, you know, interesting because you guys like he, said that a lot. Yeah, and he you, seems you say, pretty you dry. Say, but you said that a lot. We see the world the same. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That God. was your big go-to line. Who didn't he say that to? The lines were on recycle. I was like, what the f-? like watching it back. I'm like, wait, you said that to me too. It's like, ooh, our honeymoon in Positano. I was like, who's theirs or ours? Because I feel like the same line is going around to everyone. I don't know. I wish there was more shown because we were really in love. He is really funny. He seems dry. He's not. I mean, I guess his humor is a little morbid. It, it is dry, but I don't know. I wish our personalities were They don't give more. you a lot of breath to be funny on those shows no there's there's not it's like okay so are you guys gonna share credit cards like what <laughs> i'm like <laughs> we're just trying to have a good time and like fall for each other and i think one thing about paul and i is we've even talked about it post show it's we really chose each other because of how we made each other feel we didn't think about the logical part of getting married I think a lot of couples, they went into the pause and they're like, okay, if we get married, we want to do this and this and this, and here's how it's going to go. Paul and I were more focused on enjoying each other and getting to know each other as a person and seeing how our personalities mixed. We weren't thinking about like the logistics as much. And I think in the end, that was the thing that he couldn't get past. Yeah. Jackie and Marshall. Yeah. Oh my God. And Josh. Yeah. Messy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Almost like. Really messy. Almost like you're welcome. Kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Kind of like. Took the spotlight off of you, but what are your, what are your thoughts of that all, that whole mess? Mm-hmm. I think people don't realize how strong the connections are between the people that you don't choose, and I think sometimes they do linger over. I mean, you can see that with Kwame, um, and I think she had that as well. And I think in the end, her and Marshall just ended up not being a match, and her next person was Josh. And I think on paper, they kind of do have a better vibe together. And I think she was looking for someone more similar to her, not necessarily someone who balanced her out. That was a very nice way of putting it all. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, we like messy. <laughs> yeah, you like messy on here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that their ending was a little chaotic. I think they could have given each other a lot more respect. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's stressful. There's so much going on. Did you feel a lot of pressure? Well, actually, well, you, weren't, you weren't dating Paul by then. But like, yeah, when you guys gave another shot, how did you guys have to be sneaky about it? Like, how does that work with you guys kind of being embargoed for like a year? Yeah, I mean, at that point, no one knows who you are. So it doesn't really matter. It's like, I don't I know guess, why right. someone was taking. You know what? I think about that pool party thing that or whatever it was that people were saying that I said, like, we were just doing it. Netflix made us be together or something. There was like some TikTok that was like really viral. And I mean, I think of that day and it's like, why would I ever say that? Uh, me and Paul were just faking it and then him being visiting me there and us making out. Netflix isn't there. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't even make any sense. And I feel like that's where a lot of like, oh, they're not even genuine. They never even cared kind of comments came yeah. from. Do you think it was kind of a cop out that Jackie and Josh didn't show up for the reunion? I don't know why they didn't show up, to be honest with you. I am really interested in knowing. I heard it was like way above everyone's like pay grades. So I don't know. I don't know. What the, I don't Maybe they didn't just Sounds come. to me like they decided not to come. Really? I can't imagine there's a world in where Netflix wouldn't want them to come. Like, that was a major storyline. I don't was, know why she wouldn't want to come. Was she was like, I'm bringing the tea, I'm bringing the receipts. I mean, she's just a big talker. Yeah, okay. I think she chickened out. Yeah. And didn't want to get flamed and roasted and mm-hmm. and was afraid that uh, most people were on Marshall's side mm-hmm. of things. And yeah. naturally. And she, yeah. I, and I, I thought it was kind of a bunch of crap that, like, it's like, if fine, they're not going to show up, but why did they have them have a separate interview mm-hmm. with Vanessa rather than they could have zoomed in? Yeah, it's like, true. It, like, it's, I mean, granted, Netflix had some 
technology issues yesterday. Okay. So maybe I heard that, that was Shelby's fault. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I would have loved to have the, yeah. some dialogue between the three of them. And me too. I was ready for a brawl. I don't know. I was kind of shocked they didn't come. I think that there's a lot that they both wanted to say, I'm sure. So I'm shocked that they didn't. They seem like people who want to talk. So I don't know. I really don't know what happened. It does seem like a cop out. Other than Irina, you still talk to? Do you talk to anyone from the cast? Well, that's kind of the thing, actually. I was on good terms with all the cast, or at least it felt like it, like texting, like, oh, what are you going to the reunion? Oh, this, like before the show came out. And I feel like when they saw how the media and everyone took things, they kind of dropped me like it was hot. And I was like, what? What is going on here? Like, why? You were there in real, in real time. You saw what happened. And we were all fine and dandy. And the minute people started turning on me, it was like they didn't want anything to do with it because they didn't want to be dragged down. Because they were like, you're really fake. So uh, surprise, we actually haven't been friends with you this whole time. And it's yeah, like, it's like, hmm. okay. That happens a lot. That's not uncommon. Yeah. yeah. And so it was kind of a bummer, honestly. If any, I do have a little bit of hard feelings regarding that. What did you learn about yourself through this whole experience? I think I really know what I want in a relationship. I think I know that I require a lot of attention and a lot of different things, but I want to feel chosen and wanted. And now I know what I want, like looking for a partner. And I also know that I have a lot of growing to do. I think, I mean, it's hard because it's like, yeah, I'm 26. I'm grown. But at the same time, I'm being compared to all these people that are 10 years older than me. Yeah. And it's like, I even saw things. It's like, oh, comparing Tiffany and Micah's friends. It's like, yeah, they're 10 years older than us. Yeah, we're at the bar and we're kind of messy and we should probably move on from that. But it's not who we are. It's like, it's an era. And I think, you know, it's like having this mirror in my face being like, okay, it's time to kind of grow up. I think that's kind of where I'm at now. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I've taken from it. Besides the fact that, you know, I know who I am. This has forced me so much to look internally and be like, because, you know, you have all these people saying these horrible things about you, like attacking your looks, attacking your character, attacking your family. It makes you like go to bat for yourself internally. It's like I've had to tell myself over and over again, I know who I am. I'm a good person. I'm not. I'm not these things people are saying about me. And I feel like it's made me stronger. It's also brought me and my family a lot closer. That's awesome. Micah, uh, any final thoughts before we let you go? Would you, do you regret this whole experience? Um, I don't regret it. I think it's, it, it was honestly, it's a roller coaster. I'm happy that it's kind of done and dusted. Netflix has started to do other shows like Perfect Match and, and things like that. Yeah. Could you see yourself entertain an offer to, Go back on reality TV. Everyone loves uh, a comeback story. Redemption yeah. arc. Redemption arc. I know. My arc didn't finish off. I was like crawling out of the grave, but <laughs> I don't think I got all the way there. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's TBD on that. I'll have to think about it. I'm just trying to recover from this chaos at this point, but we'll see. Are you going to talk to your friend about why she follows Paul on Instagram? Yeah, I'm going to beat her ass. <laughs> no, I, I literally could give a fuck. I don't follow Paul on Instagram, so. Sounds good. I think you should talk to your friend about it. Okay. I'll call her after this. I, she looked happy. She liked it. She's like, that felt good. <laughs> it looked, it looks sus. Is she liking his stuff? I have no idea. I'm going to have to look into that after this. Do you trust her unconditionally? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, Micah, it's been an absolute pleasure. We yeah. really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Best of luck with everything. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry you uh, struggled during this journey, but it sounds like, honestly, like, You've learned a lot. It sounds like uh, you're taking this opportunity to see if there's, you know, 
areas for growth. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that all of our struggles, if we want them to be, can be uh, true blessings for us in the future. And it seems like you're looking to have that uh, be uh, a similar outcome for, for your experience. I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, where can uh, the people find you? Pitch the gram. It's all right. It's what okay. What does that even mean? You're I'm on Instagram. You're, you're follow me on TikTok. Yeah, sling, watch yeah. me embarrass myself. What are you selling? Like, come on. <laughs> it's allowed. It's allowed on this show. <laughs> it's everyone, allowed. Everyone does it. Yeah, no. It's find expected. me on Instagram. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be back. Back on my bullshit. Where traveling, doing my thing. Where can they find you on Instagram? Where's your, what's your handle? Uh, it? It's my name. Micah.Lucier. Okay. Are you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok too. Trying okay. to figure it out step by step. Same thing? Yeah. Same, same thing. Yeah, watch me embarrass myself on TikTok. Doing I bet, all the I bet if trends. you do a play-by-play of Paul's little ass tap, I bet that'll go viral. Oh my God, I think I might have to. Yeah. Yeah? I think, yeah. 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 That's a great idea. I think we should do that. Hell yeah. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at com for all things Ask Nick. All you Vilefiles Plus listeners out there, all you update uh, fans out there, we have a new update special for you this Friday. It is a wild one, especially if you listen to Ask Nick on Monday. It is insane. It is insane. First caller, I am in a heterosexual mine, relationship, but I'm a lesbian. Mine, we have an update. Mine, oh mind blown. So be sure to check that out. That is tomorrow. Oh, and if you haven't listened to the Marshall Glaze episode that dropped on Tuesday, be sure to check that out as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.